1: Two bikes talking tech episode three hundred and forty five. Thanks to the good people at Uniden and Netgear. Stephen Fennick in the Tech Guide Studio. G'day mate.
2: G'day Trev. How you doing? Very, very well. It's uh, really nice to see you, and we're we're gonna. What, what did you say we're gonna do? We're gonna ride. We're gonna. We're gonna roll the dice. Roll the dice with. We're our, rolling the dice on the battery. On the battery. One. It's got one bar out of how many bars? Out of three. Okay. that's so, not too bad. You know, as you if it was said, one out of five, I'd say you know what, change the battery. But one out of three, if we suddenly get cut off. So, l- ladies and gentlemen, we are... if we're if
1: we're in the middle of talking about uh, a certain product and we get cut off, it's it's not the company. It's Trevor's fault. It's just my fault. Yep. So uh, anyway, let's roll those dice here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two
0: Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Fenwick. Well, Stephen, uh, it is middle of the week and it is just days away from us um, getting on a plane and heading to San Jose. Same venue as 2017 for Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. The
2: McInery Convention Center, unless I'm not very much mistaken. Is that the pronunciation? McInery. it's oh. M C E N E R Y. How would you pronounce
1: that? I don't know. It's just it's just a weird word. Mac and Mc-a-nery. Oh, I thought it might be McInerney or Mcnerney or something. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it's a, it's a bloody convention Bur- center in Bert- San Jose. The Bert and Ernie Convention Center. Fun fact: San Jose is a bigger city than San Francisco.
2: In terms of population, population yeah. yeah. I found that doesn't surprise me. It is well, San Francisco is quite a compact city. It's, uh, it's tall, though. It's got the big buildings. But it's stuff. also limited by geography because it's sort of an on a little peninsula. True. Yeah. See, San Jose is part of Silicon Valley, which is a vast area. Well,
1: San Jose predates Silicon Valley, let's be honest. Yeah, Silicon Valley is not a place. It's just a name. It's a label. Yeah. There's no actual... If you... I guess in Apple Maps and Google Maps, no, it's silicon it says Valley. on a map San Jose, doesn't it? No, no Silicon Valley is a. Is oh, I understand. A I thought you said San Jose doesn't no. exist. Oh, yeah. I might have, but no, I, I it's, the, it's the
2: it's uh, the the term they use for the region being the where the computer industry was born and mm. Silicon being the I main. I actually component.
1: watched a fascinating YouTube video on the, the origins of Silicon Valley. Really? If I if I find the link again, I'll, I'll share it because it was quite interesting. Because it, great, it was very good background. You don't care. Oh, no, I do.
2: In fact, I was going to suggest another, another good doco that I watched on Netflix, which has an Apple connection here.
1: So it's not a Silicon Valley, the TV show, because no, that's not a doco. but the
2: Silicon Valley's <laughs> funny. That's great. That's a funny show. They've just, they've just finished, I think, season five. I just finished. Finished. Don't, don't spoil Fantastic it. Fantastic season. And, um, but there is another show on Netflix called The Defiant Ones oh, okay. about uh, uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. You know how they bought beats. Apple bought beats and then sold out for. How do you mean? Sold out. they, They created
1: beats and then they sold out. What do you mean they
2: sold out? Sold they, out to Apple. They, they cashed the check, is yeah, what exactly. they did. Exactly, that's selling out. Yeah, well, but they're still doing good work. Oh, I'm it, it, sure they're. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're working but, nine to five really, every day. But, and, and obviously, Apple's a part of this. I think it's a four part doco, really well done, and right. it just gives you an appreciation of I, Jimmy Iovine and he's he's a like a mega producer and Doctor Dre, where, who's not actually a doctor by the way, who uh, <laughs> <laughs> who he came. Uh, he was part of. Uh, NWA and came out of South Central LA and, and just fascinating how they ended up where they did and now working for Apple. Amazing. Well, we're flying in for the Worldwide Developers Conference. Um, and
1: this is, uh, we talk about it every year, but for those new to the show or new to the concept of WWDC, it's, uh, it's where uh, developers, so people who make apps around the world, um, get the chance to sign up and go into a lottery essentially to, to mm. get a ticket. Um, they then have to pay for the ticket. And pay for their flights to get there. So Aussie developers going there, it's not exactly. A, this is not a free ride. No, no, they're paying really. money to go there. They're paying money to attend the thing. But it's it's a it's it's like going back to uni. You know, it's a yeah. it's a it's a genuine uh, developers conference. There's sessions on every single part of yeah. the, the the
2: Apple ecosystem. And every Apple engineers everywhere too. That, that, exactly. that's a, that's a, the big attraction is they get to talk to talk share their code with mm-hmm. an Apple engineer.
1: And before we talk about what. The, the the newsy stuff for us. Let's just drill down on WWDC. So you let's say you're a developer and you've got ideas, um, or you're having struggles with a particular type of development, whether it's an augmented reality app or just yep. uh, you know using the camera to do this or having your app notifications come through a certain way, whatever it is. There's essentially sessions on all those things. Yeah. So there's you can go in and you can do a little you know, one hour session. With an Apple engineer guiding you through a presentation and they're there to answer questions then. There's, yeah. there's areas you can sit and code, then you can call upon Apple engineers. It's it's a genuine working conference and for fact, developers.
2: I'm actually going to try to find time with an engineer because uh, with my VoiceBite app, we've we've come across an iOS issue that I want to discuss with someone. Mm. That we're looking at a new version, a new sort of product within the app that iOS is the only operating system that doesn't allow that to happen seamlessly Mm. unlike android it can work but i do have a question for the developers and uh, the engineers and hopefully the new update we're expecting what ios 12 to be announced hopefully this will be addressed in that update because that's just one example of how a developer might have this great idea and something in iOS doesn't allow it to happen. There might be some and, API issue or yeah, something. Yeah, and let's be clear: it could yeah. be
1: it could be an app decision of Apple, or it could be yeah. just a thing that's not not um, you know well well publicized. Just how yeah. you do it. <coughs> Example is you know for you know an, an Android phone, an app can can be given um, permissions to read your SMSs. Yeah. You know, so you can you know if you've ever done a WhatsApp authorization or something, it, it just it actually sees the SMS come in, gets yep. the code, and just does it automatically. Apple does not allow an app to see into your message box. It doesn't, so it has these kind of um, places, uh, boxes within within the phone that the the third party apps can't look into, and yeah. that's the way they operate for privacy and security reasons. It's so, also
2: too, like in my instance, it's also being able to naturally voice by. it. You need to access the microphone, mm. so there there is issues accessing the microphone in certain using certain apps on the on the iPhone. Right. So there is those permissions, even accessing the camera, things like that. So. They're the permissions that iOS doesn't allow, which Android are happy to Mm. give you, but... That's that's a thing that one just one small example of what developers would be talking about. So
1: a week long or a few days, sorry, uh, of back to back meetings. Essentially, the the students, if you call them that, the developers are you know have an app. They can they can decide their their itinerary, what they're going to go to and where and how and stuff. Mm. For us and for them, the it, it kicks off with a keynote. Yeah. Um, the, the the whole event starts on Monday with a very long keynote in, in historically. So just
2: to be clear for our listeners, it starts Monday, June four in the US which is 3am June morning. the
1: 5th in Australia. Tuesday morning, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you go into this huge, it's massive, it was a huge, enormous is, room yeah, last it's a big, year. a big, venue, yeah. Um, you know, flat venue, so conference room and uh, just an, an extraordinary number of people there. Um, and, you know, your Tim Cook comes out and begins and then he'll bring out a whole bunch of people. Now, normal Apple Keynotes, you know, product focused. this is very much software focused. Um, there may well be products, we'll talk about that in a sec, but... Essentially, it's a way for him to bring out the product leads for, uh, for the Mac OS, for the iOS, for Watch OS, um, TV OS, and for TV OS, if there's changes, to come out and they talk about it. Because essentially, while the media is there and the eyes of the world are on them, the room is full of people who are going to develop apps for them. So they want to
2: impress yeah. those people with their new ideas. And let's just be clear too, these software updates, while they're not as sexy as product updates the software updates enable a lot of features on the devices. So Mm. the iPhone might suddenly be able to do this because of iOS 12 or your Mac can suddenly do this because of uh, 10.14 that they're going to release.
1: And so essentially what we do know for certain... Is that iOS 12 will be announced. Oh, yeah. No. So that's basically if the only... If you can count, you know
2: what's going it's, to be It's really the only gold-plated guarantee. Everything yeah. else is speculation. Now, the other speculation is what the 10.14 is going to be called, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So
1: let's talk iOS first. Yeah. What What needs to be done? What needs to change? How, hmm. It hasn't... So last year was a very... iOS was a very iPad update. Do you remember? Yes. It's, it iPad had heavy, a, I think it'll be iPhone this year. Heavy focus on the way the iPad worked yep. as a you know the post PC era. Uh, iPhone had some great features, Do Not Disturb while driving. It was launched last year. It's a few great things. Again, it's one of those moments where I go,
2: I don't know what else you could do. It's a good. What mm. what, what do you need to change? I just think it's going to be like because we're we're so much so much of us are working on the go now. I think the iPad update last year was significant because that was their yep. laptop replacement strategy They're there for people who don't want to have a laptop they can use the iPad the iPad pro this year i think the iphone's going to be given a lot of capabilities for those now now that they've got these uh phone, like the iphone 10's got like a larger screen for its size mm. there, there's the there's the plus devices too you can actually get a lot done on those devices mm. so i think that it probably needs to level up with the ipad in terms of giving you that ability to to be productive on that device be even more productive mm. Um, I think too in terms of enjoying your content. I don't know what what new features they could do there, but uh, being able to, I, I don't I, the the notch bothers me on the iPhone X sometimes. I think they may come up with a way where the the screen displays in a different way. Maybe I'm not sure. It's just uh, yeah, there, oh, there's a l- think... lot of potential. But you know what when you get there you think well yeah that's a good idea <laughs> and oh yeah you think why didn't they do that before
1: i um i look at their demo last year of augmented reality and their their yep. push towards ar kit and augmented reality yeah. well there'll be ar kit too and, and, and vr kit too and two. And i yeah. think i think it's been disappointing i think the the take-up of augmented of AR, reality yeah. has been disappointing in the, in the iphone and i think even apple would be dis- disappointed by that yeah there are definitely a swathe of amazing ar apps but I just don't think we're... I think we're too far ahead of ourselves. I mm. think we're we're still some years away from people wanting and needing these things. So it's the cart before the horse, the chicken and the egg. It's all these different scenarios of what exactly could it have and do. And I mm. think they will, again, want to demonstrate AR um, on stage in a way that inspires developers to think again and think more about
2: AR because mm. it's a well-untapped market. I think, too... Um your phone is your camera now as well so Mm. there'll there'll be no doubt some photo enhancement some kind of way to organize your images a bit better they had that sort of had that last year but again like how many phones you uh, photos you got on your phone like tens of thousands like of some the same so being able to organize them access them they do a good job of that that now but i'm Mm. sure there's something else they can do so mac yeah what it's gonna be what what I like about their updates is that they, there's a numerical value, it's like ten point one four, so yeah. there's a numerical there's a number for it. But they also name them.
1: Leopard, mountain lion, well, no, um, this, and, this then, is, and then and then we moved into the, uh, yeah, California the Californian name-ups. icons.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what what I think the big the big tip is it's gonna be called Mojave. Mojave. Which is the desert. Yeah. Um but there's all there's all these other other uh, opinions
1: about what I, it I can be tell called. you right now it won't be Mojave. No. I just think it's too obvious. Why is that? None of their none of the um I uh, California landmarks have what's been current, obvious. What's the current one? High Sierra.
2: High Sierra. Remember, it was, so it was Sierra Sierra, then, then High Sierra. High Sierra. Um, before that, what was because it was that? High Sierra was like an incremental update. I think this time, I think they need to do yeah. A, this a this time, one. it won't be Peak Sierra. Yeah, or it something. was I think Mavericks was one. And Mavericks. There was, Mavericks was like a beach. It's like yeah, a Yosemite, surfing location. Yosemite
1: was one. Um, it was Yosemite one? Yeah. Yosemite okay, that is, one. that is that yeah, is pretty big. Sierra. I just feel like now that they've created this this vibe, I don't think they'll go with something obvious. Because then everyone will go, oh, I'll pick that. Yeah. Cupertino, maybe. What do you reckon? Apple Park. <laughs> Apple Park. Just, just go really, <laughs> yeah. really, really them, drill down. Um, watch OS, uh, you know, same but different. I'm sure they'll be talking yeah. again about more of the health and fitness activities on it.
2: Yeah, that was a big focus last year. I think this year, I reckon it be more an IoT focus on the watch. Like right. being able to control more of your house from yep. your wrist. Because HomeKit is yeah. coming into its own. Yeah, Home it kit. is. The, I reckon, especially I, with this, the, with the I, which we'll talk about in a minute, the eleven point four update. That I came reckon today.
1: Tim Cook will, or someone will will announce or utilize uh, a statistic during the presentation about HomeKit approved devices. You know, I
2: think they'll. I think they'll has look. Have we reached at, a tipping point? You think?
1: No, I think. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll say we now have X thousand yeah. products on sale that are home kit There's enabled. not a lot, is there? They're, no, because yeah. they're much stricter than just yeah. you know, you know, Wi-Fi is enabled. That, it has to go through a process. It has to have yeah. security up. Are they their own? Are they their own worst enemy? There? Are no, they being yes, too it, harsh? Absolutely, yes, but rightly so. Yeah, so yes, course. because it stops people just quickly building something. Yeah. But no, because it means that products work first time yeah. and they're secure. And Apple has to have that in mind. Otherwise, yeah. when a when a when a smart light gets hacked through an iPhone, it won't be the smart light people talking about, it'll be the iPhone. True. So th- that's why it's Apple work. has to have that, that Fair security enough. around
2: the they've never ever been a company that's sort of near enough's good enough. They've always been a company that does that goes beyond above and beyond. But um a big talking point that I've been listening to in the in the rumor mills and the and other sites like that is the the cross-platform, the connection of iOS and and the Mac platform. Hmm. Uh, I keep hearing that year after year, whether they're, they're sort of they're, they're verging, merging together almost, where there'll be a time we've, when we've the, and a developer could just make one app and it'll work on both platforms. Oh.
1: I mean, we've talked about this, whether or not they even need Mac OS, because when you get iOS to a point and you look at yep. I still look at Launchpad on the Mac and I go, why does this exist <laughs> when we don't have touchscreen for a start? That's a whole other issue. Yeah. But Launchpad is essentially iOS. So, so bring them together, make it one thing. Mm. So I think you're right. The, the incremental step towards that is, okay, you've built an app for iPad, for example. Uh, it has iPad capabilities. Well, let's just make it portable. Uh, yeah. port, it just be really easy to switch it to To just a press Mac a platform. button and yeah. make it, make it available sense. in the app store.
2: It makes sense. And what about TVOS? What do you reckon is going to come out of that one? Nothing for Australia. Yeah, nothing.
1: It's all very like the problem. All, all with TVOS content is partnerships, isn't it? Heavily content yeah. partnership do you focused. Do
2: there may be Apple? May be, they've got a bit more skin in the game now. With you know, they've got Carpool Karaoke, and they're sort of a, you're hearing all these stories about them. Pro, go could green this be the year TV they, announced that? they could. Could they become let's launch their own sort of Netflix type service? That, on that's Apple the rumour, but I, I don't see any yeah, evidence yeah, yeah, of right. it. What about uh, hardware? Last year, there was a ton of hardware. Do you remember? there was Well, well remember HomePod, they, they, HomePod they was announced, announced HomePod and the Mac, uh, the Mac iMac Pro. Yeah, and the new range of iMacs and MacBook updates. Oh, I think... I think... And an iPad
1: Pro, too. I think we need a new MacBook Air or a basic MacBook. Yeah. The, the MacBook, as it's called, uh, is now a couple of years old. It's had, it's had one that. incremental update with a, with a slight change to the keyboard again. Uh, but, man, I, I think they need that the macbook air 11 inch was an unbelievably well-priced stunning thing um
2: compact and and it was paul powerful. murray a good mate of
1: mine showed me the other night we, we were i went around his place to watch the formula one qualifying and he was on his phone i went mate yeah. get a bigger screen brought out his, his uh macbook yeah, air. 11 inch 11 inch and nice and was it was 11 or 13 anyway and he, he made i oh, love this thing i will never get rid of it
2: well the 11 inches look got like a cinema shaped screen a wide but, screen.
1: but see the thing is you know, you've got that massive bezel around it on on the mm. macbook air which is why you go to the macbook I bought my wife a MacBook. She loves it, but I do think it's pricey. Yeah. So how do you make a more affordable MacBook? Yeah. I think you just go back MacBook to calling it the MacBook Air, and you make a 12-inch MacBook Air, um, which mm.
2: I don't know how you what, – what do you pair back on the features so that yeah. it, it's not a MacBook? That's always been a solid rumor that Apple doesn't really have a, a, an entry-level – cheap. apart from the MacBook Air, which is getting a bit old now. Yeah, They don't have that really cheap entry-level – like look at the iPad. Look what they've done with the iPad. How there's a there's a, there's a 469 one and it now does uses Apple Pencil. Mm. They don't have a laptop that is like you get a thousand questions a week as to why. What what's a good laptop? I want to spend a thousand bucks. Well, that that rules Apple out. Yes. So w- when are they going to realise that there's a market there for that entry level user? That they need like a twelve hundred dollar. I think it's simply a $1, matter $1, of hundred Would
1: they tip dip, 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 dip their toe in that water?
2: Well, I they don't do know. It with the iPad. I know the iPads a cheaper product, but they mm. can surely do something. I there. would love them to. Yeah. Because they
1: would sell like there are plenty of parents who would buy their kids a MacBook Air, if it wasn't such a dramatic leap in price. When Absolutely, you can buy an eight hundred dollar yeah. Lenovo mm. Dell yeah. whatever, Asa, as very as hard is, yeah. to get your get your parents to chip in totally for Totally right. Mac. Totally right. So uh,
2: do do you? Th- do you think there'll be hardware? I think there will. I, I reckon. I've got a feeling um, that there's going to be a, something significant at this event. Okay, it's not the, the 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 vibe I'm getting is that yeah there'll be all the usual suspects with all the software updates, yeah. but I'm getting a vibe that there's going to be something really big and really surprising there. Whether it's what about iPhone SE two? Well, I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking even bigger than that. I'm thinking like another iPhone ten. Like a new device that's that's You're maybe a larger if you think going iPhone, to 10. An iPhone well, 10. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just got a vibe that there's something doing there. They got they haven't the last event they had for to announce a new product was seven months ago.
1: No, iPad. Oh, all well, no, well,
2: that but okay. That aside, they they announced an iPad that can support Apple Pencil, which is great, the education thing. But in terms of a new product, whiz bang, announcement. Mm the last major one was the iphone 10 so why not wait till september for well the next i don't question? know i just think that there's something there's maybe there, there's something doing there there's an opportunity to they've got the world's attention they've got all these people in one place developers yep. why if, not roll out something they didn't do any iphone announcements last wwdc because mm. they held it over to september but i don't know i think there may be something more that we'll see if i was forced to put money
1: on something other than ios as being as yeah. being coming um I would say iPhone S E two. So uh yep. yep. small, lower
2: cost yep. iPhone. That's a good good and, yeah, and, good chance of that. And MacBook Air. Yeah. I think they're both pretty solid. You get good odds on those ones. Mm. I I don't know. I just I just got a gut feeling there's gonna be more. There's gonna be something more. So I think Stephen one has more a, thing, something in his guts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a feeling in your loins. It's just not gonna be all software. It can't be. No. It cannot be. I think be. they
1: know that that's boring.
2: Well, it, well, not, in, not all boring
1: unless they can see for me the hot story last year was do not sit while driving it was a great feature absolutely. Of, the, of the software Absolutely. so they either need some stunning features like yeah. that that address see this is the thing Apple's massive on environment um, and you know that includes solar and recycling and stuff mm-hmm. I think their corp- in terms of corporate social responsibility CSR which a lot of companies talk about yeah. that's great good well ticked excellent excellent but what about the utilization of the device as a human social thing, right? Yeah. So, remember, we, they put in the night mode for, for um, you know, taking the blue light out of the screen. Yes. These things are all fundamentally about how, how engrossed we are in the device. Mm. This device lives and breathes with us. Yeah. Um, if even the health, even continue, the health functionality, too. That's health, right. So, how, how can they be more mm. proactive in being noble corporate citizens
2: with the device that they are prolific yeah. on? Yeah, I think that that uh, I think more down the health path they may be doing that. Uh, I know, I know on the environmental side, they're you know big tick they're they like totally off the grid now around the world and you know self sustaining and all that. I, sort I tell,
1: of stuff. I tell you the number the last thing I'd say before we talk about um, other Apple news, um, I think they still miss the mark on on parental controls. Mm. Um, I, I feel like the the Apple execs don't have kids of the right age. So it's this thing where you wouldn't, with respect, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't appreciate this as well because Mm, your kids are older, older, right? But we've got my old Mac, so I upgraded my iMac and put it in the the lounge room where there's a desk. And I turned on the parental controls for the kids. And I've got to be honest, Mm. it's a complete pain in the ass. And most of the time, (laughs) parents turn them off because you've got to go in and put your password in for every single site they want to access. I would be putting resources into ensuring that that stuff was seamless so so that I can safely have my kids sitting at the computer and on the phone. So restrictions on a phone, so if, if you a lot, of, a lot of people don't have multiple. I'm lucky. My kids have all got a device, and I've set up restrictions on them. But if I'm some, like today, my son's sick. He's going to my wife's work. Yep. Poor little bugger, but he's going to have to sit there all day, and now she may at some point hand over the phone. Uh, She's not going to turn restrictions on, because right. then you've got to go through, tick all the boxes. Then you've got to go back, tick them off again to turn them back yeah. off. It, it's not maybe, a seamless maybe process. That's what's going to be one of the announcements? That's what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, right. I'm saying, it's good. Do you remember Samsung had a kids tablet? Yes, and it was just press a button, kids mode. And yeah, it's still, well, kids mode. still It wasn't exists. a kids
2: tablet. It was a tablet <clears> that just had the the this section of it for kids. Yeah. Well, there
1: was actually a kids tablet. It was like oh, yeah, a little right. yellow, you know. Okay. Um, but even uh, on a regular the, tablet, they had the correct. ability for you to say, right, kids oh, mode. You, you can't touch my stuff. Exists on many Android devices. I think Apple could absolutely smash it out of the park mm-hmm. with a solid kids mode. Just the way YouTube has YouTube kids, yep. and I trust my kids in there as much as I can and will mm-hmm. um, but certainly many, many times more over than in YouTube. I think that would be a great place for them to play. Yeah. I think that would be a great space for Apple to innovate.
2: We'll find out in a few days' time. So it's only – what's today? It's, uh, it's Today's less than a week. Today's Wednesday. I don't know yeah. if you'd
1: be listening to this by Friday because I'm lazy and I don't know if I edit it by then. <laughs> no, no. I'll, get, I'll try and get it out Wednesday night. Do um, it. Do so it. We leave on Sunday. Yep. Um, we'll be – we'll we'll, we'll, geez, we'll try and squeeze in a show. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get one today show off. I'm trying to get the Tuesday off so that yep. we can just do it on Tuesday morning before I fly out. And oh, that's stay. nice of you, Trevor. Like, well, it's, nice. I mean, it's a busy week, remember? Absolutely. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, no, It's crazy. We don't exactly have a bunch of time. But I don't have the radio thing at the middle of the night, so we've also crackers. probably got after dinners and things. So Absolutely. All that is ahead here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be there next week live in San Jose.
2: Well, even more Apple news. And uh, overnight, uh, we're recording on a Wednesday. So early Wednesday morning, uh, Apple released its new iOS 11.4 software update. So if you've got an iPhone and iPad, head over to your settings general and the software update should be sitting there. But this is pretty significant because this brings with it uh, AirPlay 2. And if you own a HomePod or more than one HomePod and connected speakers, you can now either set up your HomePods as a stereo pair or as a multi-room audio setup as well. So the the AirPlay 2 allows you to control Multiple speakers in multiple rooms, and not just not just Apple's HomePods. There's other speakers from other brands like Sonos, Bose, Denon, Libratone, Marshall, Bang & Olufsen. All these these AirPlay-compatible speakers can now be part of a setup that includes HomePod, but voice control. Uh, is through the HomePod, so HomePod is kind of like the uh, the captain of the team yeah. that can that can be like the traffic cop and send the music around the so, different rooms. So
1: let's break it down first and foremost. Uh, stereo pair. This was uh, talked about, and I heard it in San Francisco yeah. when they launched the thing, but it was you know it was a demo and all that kind of stuff. So it's taken months, but they finally got it. So if you've got one now and you've updated your phone and the and the HomePod, and you you buy a new HomePod and you sit it in the same room. And you try to connect it, it'll say, Are you do you want to make this a stereo pair? And you click pair, yeah. and then the two speakers work together from that point on. And they they've it's it's again highly intelligent. You know, the left one then works with the left audio and it, it, it does it in such a way that it is not just, you know, taking one channel and, and throwing it out. It's very intelligent with what it does with the bass yeah. and different
2: things. It's even listening to the other speaker to make sure it's balanced and everything as yeah. well. And so also it, it's got the spatial awareness as well.
1: You get this fantastic Fantastic sound, I think unquestionably a beautiful, beautiful sound. But I'll be honest, I I do think while stereo pair is great, I think the multi room is a much more important oh, yeah. feature. So before we talk about the other AirPlay speakers you've talked about, let's just talk about HomePod exclusively. So I can now have a HomePod in uh, the, the the downstairs and upstairs. Let's just say downstairs, upstairs, or you might say living room, dining room, whatever. You can be playing John Farnham in the lounge room, and As you can you say you can you can ask. Yeah. You can ask the the assistant, and we'll, we'll, we won't annoy our listeners like last week. <laughs> hey, you know, who. yeah. So HS is the best way to do HS HG and an A. Yeah, uh, for for the Siri, <laughs> the Google, and the Amazon yeah. versions. So HS um, play play the lounge room. Play what's in the lounge room upstairs. Yeah. Um, you know, HS play play Move this the music everywhere. To the room. Yeah, play yeah. this everywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, move this there, so yeah. so you can extend something somewhere. You can
2: put something everywhere, or you can move something from one place to another. And you can also using Siri uh, also change the volume. So make set the volume in the lounge room to seventy percent. Yeah, and then it'll adjust that as well.
1: And in the in the app uh, on in Apple Music, you can then you can now open it up, and you've got. Very much like Sonos always has, you know, you've got yeah. each speaker, and you can individually drag each speaker's volume if yeah. you want to have in the control center. Ones. You can
2: see all your speakers and then have your little volume slider. It, it
1: works really, really well. Well, um, in most cases, I think multi-room is is great for you know, full of house music, but. You know, the kids can be listening to one thing, I can be listening to another. It works really well. They have, um, they've added calendar to the personal request so that you can ask it about your day, yep. which was a weird thing to be missing early yeah. on, but it is still a single person, single but account, yeah. one so you, voice. But you've got, to,
2: you've got to activate that with all the other personal requests too, don't you? you can't yep. just have calendar. You, got, you no. Once you request, once you, you, you approve messages, calendar, someone can send lists, a message on your behalf as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So. You know, again, I don't see the personal request as being a feature of note because most people would use HomePod. And it
2: still only recognises one voice as well?
1: Well, no, it recognises, so, I mean, my, the speaker recognises everyone, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it only course. knows one person's account. What yes. they need, to be honest, we should go back to our previous Yeah, recognise the voices and link it to a different account. Oh, Siri is what needs to be announced at DubDub. Yeah. Siri version two, essentially. Absolutely. Because Siri is compared to other smart assistants is almost dumb. Um, Siri needs to be able to recognize the difference between at least two people. You need to be able to train Siri so that Siri knows this is Amanda's voice. This is Trevor's voice, you know, um, so that when we talk about our calendars, this is a thing, you know, that needs to be their advance. If we're talking artificial intelligence, if you look at what Google announced, you know, with Google duplex, Apple, need to have that level of smarts coming. So they need to they need yeah. to say that. So they do that, i digress a good point. on that. Um, so multi-room is a huge, huge thing. But you're right, mate, you talk about AirPlay 2. We don't yep. quite realise how big a deal that is. I mean I, I've heard about airplay two but I never really realized what the heck it was for. So you buy Sonos is a great example. Yeah. You've got a Sonos play bar, you've got a subwoofer, you've got some Play5s, maybe you've got Sonos in three rooms of the house. You also are massively in the Apple ecosystem. Now, let me be clear. This will sound ridiculous because of the investment involved. But if you buy a Sonos 1, $299, you add that to your, to your Sonos system anywhere. So that might go in the, the dining room. Let's just put it somewhere in your ecosystem. And then you buy a HomePod somewhere in your home. So it might be in the office. It doesn't have to be near the other Sonos systems. But you've got a HomePod and a Sonos 1. You can now ask Siri... To do something on your Sonos,
2: that's right. So you can make you can voice control your other speakers, but it won't work without the HomePod. HomePod still has HomePod to be in charge,
1: and you've got to have a Sonos yeah. One in that instance yes. because the old compatible. Sonos aren't yeah, AirPlay right. compatible. That's right. You can have a Bang and & Olufsen. And you can have there's a bunch yeah, of speakers Bose. now that yep. are coming out with AirPlay 2 compatibility, and that means that you can have a HomePod. So the HomePod, this stuff. HomePod's like the sheriff. The HomePod is the gatekeeper. Yeah, it's yeah. the sheriff. HomePod's listening. Mm. So the HomePod's the only one that listens. You're banging awesome your Sonos aren't play. listening yeah. for Apple yeah. Music. They're told what to do. Correct. And oh, I think that's pretty
2: good. That is. No, that's, that's a, it's a big, big leap forward. This is a significant announcement, I think, from Apple. And anyone who was uh, thinking of getting a HomePod, uh, now I think with this new announcement, this may seal the deal. They may, may jump right in and even buy more than one.
1: So the last thing I'll say about iOS 11.4 is um, it has. Messages in the cloud. Messages in the cloud. So I was going to say to you that if you take a look, recommendations, review large attachment on my iPhone, one gigabyte of photos, videos, and just general messages sitting on this phone. Mm -hmm. So that now... I assume it's going to be synchronized with the cloud yeah. so that I can, I can customize how much of that even bothers to stay on my phone.
2: That's a big deal for people that have bought the smaller iPhones. No, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Cause I think that's one thing you hear people look, oh, I want to transfer all my stuff. I want all my messages and all that. Yeah. as well. Now it can be stored in the cloud.
1: Yeah. It's a good new feature. It's available on iOS 11.4. iOS 11.4 is available now. Just go to your iPhone settings software update and it'll be updated for you in no time. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, details of iOS 11.4 and the HomePod stuff at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and
2: Stephen Fennick. Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Uniden. Uniden, we know, make a lot of great products, including phones and uh, CB radios and baby monitors and portable power, you name it. But one of their other new categories, exciting new categories, are their dash cams there are a range of dash cameras and these products are your eyes and ears on the road they allow you to if there is an on road incident this gets your side of the story across they do have one an igo cam 80 this is the top of the line one of many models but the igo cam 80 is one of the first models that can actually record in 4k that detail is really important because it gives you the ability to read number plates street signs it gives you so much more detail in your video so if you are driving, you want to have your protection on the road, this is a product for you. It's got a 2.4-inch LCD screen. It even tells you the local speed limit, gives you speed and red light camera warning, so it could save you a ticket or two. It has an ultra ultra-wide angle view of 150 degrees. Also has parking mode. This allows the camera to come to life if it detects a collision. Or if your car is hit, actually, in a car park, it'll spring to life and record your surroundings. So uh, if, if there is something going on there, you've got a video of that incident. There are also some safety features built in as well. Uh, it could even tell you when you're drifting out of your lane with the lane departure warning. It gives you an audio and visual prompt. This is a feature normally found in high-end uh, luxury cars. But built-in the iGo Cam 80. That's just one of many of the Uniden dash cam range. The iGo Cam 80 is priced at $279. If you want to find out more about the range of dash cameras, head over to (laughs) uniden.com.au. Well,
1: disappointment for those virgin mobile customers who have for some reason or another shown great loyalty to the brand over many years, a decade or so they've been who for around. for some reason have, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, okay. I don't know why anyone shows loyalty to any telco. Really? I mean, I'm okay. i, I I'm with Vodafone still. The reason I'm with Vodafone is because of their roaming. So I have an answer to that question if someone says, why are you still with Vodafone? I can't roam as well as I can with any other network.
2: Most people are, are lazy. They're not switching carriers Mm. for any other reason. So that's why I say if... Yeah, it does does pay to shop around and get get the better deal. You you always got to look over the back fence to see what else is out there, don't you? Correct.
1: So Virgin Mobile was originally set up as a kind of MVNO, a kind of second-tier carrier. Optus bought them out, Bolas, and so they're just a marketing brand of Optus these days. Um, And they're like, like Boost. You know, Telstra owns Boost. Yeah. Um, Boost is just a brand that Telstra operates. So Optus has confirmed that they're shutting down the Virgin Mobile brand um, there's no network to shut down because Virgin Mobile operates on the Optus network. But there's 36 retail stores. There's, uh, you know, 200 staff in terms of marketing, sales, uh, probably, um, you know, certainly the retail store stuff. So a lot of potential jobs affected here. So thinking of those people and hoping that they get uh, reassigned within the Optus group and, and, and or, or find work elsewhere. But from the customer perspective, um it's interesting because I don't know. We don't know yet how this transpires. Whether you just automatically get pushed over to the Optus network or whether you must make a decision. I would yeah. think you well, should be required. to are on the Optus network. You? You're I know, but on it. pushed over in terms of do you need a new SIM? So you're do, what, Optus. what plan yeah, are you going right. to be on? Of course. The, the, it's happening over twelve to twenty-four months, so they're obviously taking yeah. into account the fact that there are people on plans. Yeah. Um. But I think people should be required to make a decision, not just forced. Not yeah. just moved given, without their given thought. the option. Yeah, and yeah. and look, oh, happy for people to choose Optus off the back of that decision. Uh, you might find a great plan, but this is the point in time in
2: where what, this is the very moment in time where you yeah. should look around because but, you might find better value. But won't Optus insist that they stay with Optus? How can that, they would, insist that? But they can because they won't. They lose. That's kind of losing customers. They don't want to lose customers. Absolutely, can
1: They can't force you to. Okay. They can want you to. But you mentioned one of your daughters has a Virgin, yeah, mobile, both, mobile, both my daughters deal, right? are on Virgin mobile. They're not required to yeah. sign with Optus. Op- Virgin's the one that's shutting down, right? So they should get notification. So if they're on a contract, they should yeah. get notification. If Fair it's enough. if it's a prepaid thing, they should say, "Well, as of next month, you can't prepay with us anymore." Uh-huh. But what what I think Optus would smartly do is say, "But you know, as a, as an Optus network user, we're happy for you to keep using that SIM card and uh,
2: and, and off and and continue on the network." So basically what this means is that Virgin is going to wind down over the next 12 to 24 months. Customers will find out whether they've got to be offered a deal with Optus. And my advice is look around. Or given the (laughs) option to exit. And and I think it's interesting. So let's
1: just break this down. I I want to talk about why this has happened. Uh, My suspicion is that the, the licensing for the Virgin name is intense and Optus has gone, why are we paying all that money when mm. they're just our customers and whatever. So we can save some money on staff, we can save some money on licensing the Virgin brand and we'll probably retain. So Virgin had 4% of the of the Australian mobile customer base, pretty right. reasonable number, but it's not exactly a big, big big end of town. Um, let's say they pro- their numbers probably hope that they retain 70, 80% of those people um, just because of sheer laziness, Right. But do you know what I noticed about Virgin over many years? They went from being a low-cost prepaid style carrier to being just another telco with contracts, yeah, um, phones on contract. Uh-huh. I mean, they're essentially competing directly with the style of product that Optus, Virgin, yeah. uh, Optus, Vodafone, and Telstra but had. they
2: Very much had uh, a, a, like a more of a funkier youth or youth but funky targeted youth brand. target with yeah. the same plans doesn't you know equal a <laughs> yeah. business. Yeah. So Optus, I think they failed yeah. themselves
1: um, with that change of direction. Away from that prepaid to a contract style approach, I think they they failed themselves, and that's why so will, they couldn't get
2: growth. Will Virgin Mobile just cease to exist, or will they yeah. operate on their own and maybe no, link on. up with Telstra? No, gone. So Gonski.
1: Yep. Well, wow. won't, won't just zero.
2: There are other Virgin. Are there other Virgin Mobiles around the world? Yeah, but not? they're
1: all independent. See, Richard Branson or his Virgin company simply they they just they just license the name. Yeah. They, okay. just, they just use their clout. as a a launching base for things you know there's no there's zero business link between virgin fitness virgin money virgin airlines virgin um phones zero other than the fact that somewhere back in in london there's a bloke counting the cash from the the incremental licensing. yeah so not great news for virgin customers if you're a virgin customer uh, let us know when you get the notification because i want to know what they what their communication is with Customers, That'll be very interesting to see how they communicate that to people over the weeks and months ahead. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech.
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
2: Now, eBay, uh, important announcement this week. They've launched a new shopping membership program. Mm. It pays to belong to this mm. membership. Membership has its privileges, as they say, Trev. <laughs> this is called eBay Plus. And it will basically allow members to get. Couldn't call it get, eBay Prime, could they? No. Well, it, well, that's funny you should mention that because it is sort of has it does has a lot of similarities to Amazon Prime. A lot. Yeah, where <laughs> <laughs> it's the free shipping and all that. Okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm hearing you. The uh, in in eBay's case, eBay Plus, you'll get uh, free delivery for more than 15 million products at the online marketplace. So it's going to start- One retailer with 14 million and there's a few other people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there are some major retailers But it's not every product. Let's be clear. No, not at all. If you're an eBay Plus, well, this is obviously aimed at the avid shopper who on average spends over 70 bucks in delivery fees annually. There's like almost 10% of online shoppers spend even more than that, like Mm. more than 200 bucks. So anything that can save you that kind of money, the customer's going to think, well, if I'm getting free shipping, I'm going to buy more. So that's kind of the, 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 the motive here. But you're also going to do, I think you get even, you get double flybys, points, and uh, you also get notification of uh, offers. You get a lot of uh, pre previews of offers where you get up to 60% off, and, and even in, in the really popular tech categories like gaming consoles, headphones, mm. cameras, things like that, where you can get not only the, the, the discount, but also that free shipping as well. That is a perfect storm right there, if you ask me.
1: I think this directly targets the Amazon model um, because it's sooner or later Amazon will launch Prime here in Australia. Uh, eBay need to compete with that. Mm. eBay is exclusively, you know, dealing with Aussies and Aussie retailers. Um, although I think their challenge is there's two two challenges I think for eBay. The site is still ugly. Like, it's so hard to use. Mm. When They've improved it, it, actually. The last, they did you, an update recently. A thing and you get just crappy accessories for that thing. Yeah. It should intelligently know I, I, might in, I might be looking for that thing and then say, oh, or are you looking for accessories? Mm. Rather than just showing me all the bloody accessories. Yeah, I think um,
2: most of the improvements have been for the sellers to make it easier to list stuff. Correct. That's, yeah, that's they need the to thing. make it improve it for shoppers as the well. Buyers yeah. are the buyers are the, are the critical ones. Absolutely. Without buyers, and, you've got nothing.
1: And the other, the other one that I think is a problem for them is where is this product? So I've looked at eBay and gone, well, that thing's come from Hong Kong. Like yeah. that's come like how – that's – I, I want I want the Australian made logo in, in some way. Yeah, there are I, I want a stamp. Yeah, but I want to I know up I, I. I don't want to search for things that are come from Hong Kong. Like you, I just want – I want
2: to filter. You can filter that out. You can know, filter not, what's closer. It's just not yeah.
1: made – no, but they, here's the problem. A lot of stuff says it's closer, but it ain't yeah like there's a lot of eBay yeah they get sellers. around it
2: yeah that says sydney but oh, coming it'll take eight days it's coming from oh Hong yeah Kong. why is that taking yeah, eight yeah.
1: days you're right do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i just tricky. think that's a problem for them um they you know they now see themselves as a marketplace not an auction site that was a good evolution so you know you might have some big retailers selling things on ebay um it's essentially just an online shopping cart for them but yeah i just i, I want to Break down those grey imports. That's that's my kicker.
2: Absolutely, I think uh, the this it's not going to kick off to to mid till mid June. It's going to mm. cost money too. It's not free. Oh, yeah. twenty nine price. Initially. Well, initially it was going to be forty nine, but they got an introductory offer of twenty nine. Yeah, so it's for, you sign up yeah. now, it's twenty nine. Twenty nine bucks. It's fifty bucks a year, and that's annually. Yeah. So and and you get also uh, you can do a thirty day free trial as mm. well if you want. You to. want to buy a lot in that th- first yeah. thirty days, wouldn't you? You would know, have to, to just take advantage. Smash the, it. Just yeah, take totally. advantage
1: of the free uh, of the free um, shipping. Really want to smash that thirty-day trial. Absolutely. I I question. So there's one one big thing I question. I'm not trying to be, be negative here, but seventy dollars on the average. You know, is what the what, yeah
2: seventy-one dollars. I think it was on average.
1: That's not all on eBay. Right, that's so just online shopping in that's general. That's just online shopping yeah. in
2: general. No, but I think what they're trying to do is to illustrate the fact about how much money we pay just for I deliveries. Understand, I understand, yeah, yeah. but
1: they're saying that so yeah. that so that makes the twenty nine or the forty nine look yeah. cheaper.
2: Well, you know what? In, eBay Plus aside, eBay sellers a lot of them already offer free shipping without eBay Plus. Right. So that that's something to keep in mind. My this, point. This my is point uh, is, if you're
1: the average Joe and you've spent yeah. seventy dollars on shipping, some of it's from the iconic, some of it's from yeah. Kogan, some of it's from eBay, some of it's from Meijer. Like it's not like that. Twenty nine dollars is actually value, unless mm. you're buying more stuff on eBay. So that well, what they, they want, want to, they
2: want to try and motivate you to, to exactly. focus more on eBay. So to that's take right.
1: advantage of that twenty nine dollar membership, yep. you need to spend
2: more. You need to do more of your shopping on eBay. Yeah, I, it's not for everyone. If you're a once a year shopper on eBay, it's a waste of time. But yeah. if you if you're on there regularly buying and selling and all that, that that's that, that that's the customer they're looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, interesting stuff. Um, it's as you say, it launches uh, mid month. Uh, 29 bucks introductory price. Let us know whether it's for you. Uh, ziggy Zaggy the hashtag at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennec. Two bikes talking tech. And we do it thanks to the good people at Netgear. And uh, boy, oh boy, if you're looking for Wi Fi, uh, Netgear's got you covered uh, from their new gaming routers, which uh, have features that we've never seen before. They, they allow you to not just uh, enhance your network, but You can prioritize um, traffic on your network to a particular device like like your Xbox. You can even set a location barrier so that if you're hardcore into your gaming and you're worried about lagging out, you can set it so that you will not be playing on servers outside of a certain area. It's a hugely advanced product from Netgear. Uh, You can find that one online. It's their new gaming router. Plus, they've, of course, still got their wonderful mesh systems, the Orbi uh, Wi-Fi system for your home, to give complete and utter Wi-Fi coverage all across your home. Check it out, netgear.com.au.
0: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Fenwick. Stephen, um Tinder have launched a new uh feature of their app which I couldn't give a rat about. Might so you're I big, am you a big t- that, user I it? am that disinterested. Really? Oh, but because we're sitting in the studio yeah. We're surrounded by all this Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I have to know how bad was the movie? It was because It tanked it's, at the box office. Are you talking mate? about Solo? Yeah. It, it, well, it's, I'm not talking about
2: the drink. It's not a bad. It's not a bad movie. I've I've written a review on Tech Guide. I think oh, it is. You've a never great... spoken a bad word about Solo well, no, 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 in your life. I'll, I'll be up front. I'm hmm. thinking. I had high expectations for this movie because it had great writers. Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back, oh, Raiders no, Lost Ark, a genius. Yeah, just give us your review, mate. Ron don't, Howard, don't directing. Bore us to death. See, it's a good action movie. That's,
1: that's what gets me. me. Ron Howard, I'm a massive fan of. Genius.
2: And, and I, I've got to say, this movie, and you can read this on my review, If even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you'd enjoy it. It's a great action movie, funny Heist movie. It's like a western. It, it is really appealing even to non-Star Wars fans. What I think you're saying is tanking at the box office. Yes, the the you know, it still made over a hundred million dollars in its opening weekend, which any other movie would kill to have that kind of receipt. But in the case of Star Wars, I think the issue is a little bit of Star Wars fatigue. Like you got to remember, we had the Last Jedi in six months ago. Me. Well. If if before when they when Lucasfilm was purchased was bought out by Disney, yeah. Disney thought right we're going to crank out yeah. these movies now. Right? Let's milk this which, puppy. Which I, at the first I'm thinking how good's this, but then uh, later on I thought geez would they run the risk of just just getting trying to get blood out of a stone here? And this I think what we're seeing now is that there was Last Jedi was released in mid December, which was five mm. months six months ago. Silo's released may 25 that date's significant because that was the date the original star wars came out in 1977 so May's always had a special mm-hmm. place in the star wars heart but in this case i think if they had have waited till december for this release it would have given last jedi a bit more chance to maybe even make more money not not in the cinema but maybe on blu-ray or a bit more attention on that but it would have just given fans a breather to say right We've just got out of the last year. Now we're into Solo. I think there were there weren't enough guns in the bullets in the gun. They needed to wait a bit longer. Can it, how does a non-Star Wars fan get into a movie like Solo? Well, it is it is, it's, it is a, it's an origin story. It, it's it's if you don't know a thing about Star Wars, you'll learn about a character named Han Solo how he became what he did what he did or the people he met up with Chewbacca all these characters that are introduced to you for the first time as if he, you've never seen a Star Wars movie before it spoiler
1: already he shoots someone underneath the table and he didn't really shoot first he did that. shoot first in star
2: wars he shot first that's a whole other thing and there's actually <laughs> there's actually a scene in this movie that references that which star really? wars fans will will squeal when they see this this scene it is, uh, really? it is really In good. an origin story. There's a, lot, there's a lot of, well, he does something that you think, okay, right, I know what this book's about. So oh, I don't want to spoil it for people, but of course, if you're a fan like me, you're spotting Easter eggs all around the place. You're thinking, oh, yeah, I, I remember that from this and this and this. And so if you're a Star Wars nerd like me, you'd be geeking out thinking, yeah, okay, oh, that links with that and oh, that's how that happened. That's great. There's that layer for the super fans. Hmm. But there's also a movie that you can see. Like I've suggested my parents see it. They wouldn't know a thing about Star Wars. It's just a good, fun movie. That, that Whether they know Star Wars or not, it's just still a good yarn. Take your word for it, Stephen. <laughs> and, you, and, and despite the fact that it's
1: techguide.com,
2: not Entertainment Guide, you've written well. a full review. I have done a full, a no spoiler review. I don't, want to, I don't want to spoil it for people, but I have written a review. My thoughts on the movie and why, yeah, what? and there was some criticism. I said it dragged a little bit in the third act. It kind of could have been a bit tighter. It's like a two-hour, 15-minute movie. Could have been a two-hour movie, not a drama. Would have been a lot tighter and pacier if they had to just sort of tightened it up in places.
1: Just email Ron Howard, mate.
2: <laughs> yeah, me and my mate Ron. I'll send him the link to you. Yeah, Sure. I, should have, I should have tweeted him. my my link, my story went, put included him. He's at uh, at real Ron Howard in it too. He might have retweeted it for me, or not. Given you <laughs> bagged the thing for being too long. No, I, I only it was it wasn't oh, really just made bagging it. it. You know, constructive I just... constructive, const, constructive criticism. I'm sure yeah. he loves constructive. Absolutely. Criticism.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, Stephen's review of uh, Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, is uh, at techguide.com.au. If you give a rat's about Tinder. There is a story about that, (laughs) dftm.com.
2: Well, uh, Tesla have uh, released some interesting plans about increasing their supercharger network, Trev. And this couldn't have come at a better time for me because I'm actually getting into the Tesla family here. Well done. I'm uh, picking up my Model S this week. So Mm. I thought, well, good timing, Tesla. Mine's still incubating. Yeah. Oh, you got your Model Three. <laughs> you probably get that in 2023 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. be on your third Tesla by the time <laughs> I get the first one. Yeah, well, uh, the, the the supercharger network already exists. I think you did a Brisbane to Barossa, didn't Brisbane you? Brisbane to Adelaide, yeah, Brisbane yeah. yeah to Barossa, so that yeah. was a uh, a demonstration of the fact that yeah, there are there is a supercharger network that can allow these long distance trips. Yeah. But what Tesla's done now with these latest uh, these latest plans is uh, they've they're going to create another eighteen supercharger stations, but at really popular venues like popular holiday centres, like right. places like the Gold Coast, okay. the Great Ocean Road, yeah, um, Canberra. If you're travelling through the ACT as well, it's a, it's a it's a missing link. Absolutely. So they're they're in Queensland. I've listed all eighteen of them on on my story on Tech Guide, but there are some uh, that are significant, including some on the south coast. So there's these little. They're just filling in the gaps where mm. there were if you if you wanted to. Before this, if you wanted to travel to Melbourne, for example, you couldn't go via Nowra. You had to yes. go through Goulburn or somewhere like that. Yes. Now it gives you the option of, okay, I want to take the South Coast route. And okay, well, there's now yep. going to be a supercharger in Nowra. Uh, there's going to be now one in Naruma. There's going to be one in Singleton, in Dubbo. So all these little country centers, which are major country centers, mm. are now going to have these Tesla superchargers. and We need uh, one in Tamworth. Tamworth? No, they're not doing. There's Singleton. Here. There is one. Yeah, Tamworth. Okay, yeah. Good. Tamworth. Yeah. They're doing one. That's, so yeah, yeah. what that means is you can go to and Brisbane. and Singleton.
1: You can go to yeah, yeah, you can go to Brisbane by the New England Highway. Yeah. There you have it. See. So it's the end There and, you have it. And is that near, mate, you, how far from your mum's pub is this? Mate, I was just going to say road trip. Hello, well, Singleton. Let's do it. Singleton and Tamworth. Sweet. Off to the pub. Done. Done. Let's go. I'm
2: there. Okay. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, mate, they, it'll they, be they... three years before I can do it. Okay once we'll we'll you have we'll get you a loaner. They haven't even started building. will get you a loaner. Yeah, they're going to be rolled out over the next 18 months with some appearing as soon as winter this year. So yeah, in mean, right. a couple of months, we may see some there. And as we know, the superchargers, they're called super for a reason because they can really give you a fast charge, give you about if you half your battery capacity. You can have that in 30 minutes. Yep. If you want to wait around a bit longer, you can get obviously a lot more, but they're designed to be able to keep you on your journey. So to keep, give you enough juice to get to the next supercharger.
1: And, and for, it's a couple of weeks old now, but I wrote up at EFTM, uh, for those that follow the Brisbane at Barossa journey, the um, Port, no, Coffs Harbour supercharger, Awful. Rubbish. Really? Top of a hill. It was a temporary thing. It was just two superchargers. You're standing at the top of a hill, you've got nowhere to go for 45 <laughs> minutes. No cafe, no nothing. It was awful. Yeah. Beautiful view, but that's it. Yeah. They've, uh, they've upgraded that Coffs Harbour one. It's now in a major shopping centre. Nice. Full full bean. So uh, that
2: drive is now, you know, really ready to rock Very and roll. good. Yes. And uh, I'll be picking up my Tesla this week. I'm really excited.
1: Can't wait for a road trip, buddy. Absolutely. We'll just Bring, bring it, run it on. The block. Two <laughs> blokes talking Tesla. Here uh, on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech.
0: You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Fennick. Stephen, those are beautiful headphones you're wearing. They are. They're actually what I'm about to talk about on my first
2: review. These are the Audio Technica. What you think I said that for no reason? No. I, uh, that was a really good lead-in, Dad Trev. The ANC 700BT. ANC Active, active noise, noise Cancellation. Hang on. 700 What's a 700? Uh, that's just the model, model number. number. BT, BT, Bluetooth. Bluetooth, hey, okay. You've done this before. Yeah. So, yeah, these are, these are the new uh, Audio Technica Quiet Point headphones, they call them, and they have actually improved the noise cancellation, so they can block out the outside world, so pretty special there. Very comfortable earphones. They've got memory foam padding on the ear cups. Very nice, really lightweight, so ideal if you want to wear them on a long journey, like on a plane trip or on your commute. Really nice and light. Uh, one thing though I've got to say they've got a new navigation pad on the left ear cup so there are there there's the only there's a switch on the left ear cup and then the right ear cup the the padding the the panel on the left ear cup is where you can adjust your volume and also go to the next track go to the previous track and answer your phone calls now mm. it is a bit tricky to use I have got to say it it's it's very hard to map it blindly because you've got your headphones on and trying to go, increase your volume or trying to swipe up to go to the next track All I was doing was I found was just increasing the volume. So it's a little bit tricky. It takes a bit of practice. That's kind of one little thing. It was frustrating that I thought, well, stuff, and I'm just going to do it on the, on my device rather exactly. than having to going use to say, it. You end up just going back to your phone. Yeah. And, and, and the, thing, the other interesting thing I found too is it got a great battery life, by the way, so about 25 hours of use. It was fantastic. But when you put your cable back in, and I was going old school, connecting it to my old iPod, that panel doesn't work. It, it's, it's, it's disabled when you're using it, your, your cable cuz right. it it uh, would would cuz they're assuming the phone is right there ex- is right there with you exactly within cable length anyway but oh look overall audio quality superb or oh, what i like about this too is it you know yeah it does great mid and mid and uh, high high range uh, high range a lot of detail there but the bass level i think they've they've really nailed it in terms of what i call the old man bass which is kind of your bose sort of your your mm. conservative bass and your street bass which is kind of your doctor you know, your beats really heavy bass, this comes in in between, it's got a really nice midpoint there, sort of not too... Old man and not too street. It's a nice little mix, nice little balance there. Mm. So big tick for that one. I really appreciated that. But the uh, they're pretty competitively priced too. Only three hundred and forty nine bucks when you're comparing this against Sony's and Bose that well, are five hundred.
1: The Sony's are three three four nine three nine nine now. So the,
2: the, oh the, the, the oh really the noise cancelling. They no were four nine nine before. No one
1: can. You just can't. Yeah. If put it this way, you walk into a stop at the airport, you've got five hundred. Yeah. There's some Bose at five hundred. And there's some Sonys at 500 What are yeah. you going to buy? Yeah. Well,
2: Bose. it's a toss-up. Yeah. Well, I'm a people, fan of the Sony. I'm a, they, Sony's a They're my favourite on, yeah.
1: on Life Alike. They're my favourite. Yeah, favorite. totally. But the average Joe yeah, is sort seeing of that, everyone wearing yeah, the Bose.
2: Bose, absolutely. Yeah, so the you, QC35s and you stuff. You can't yeah. beat them, mate. Yeah. But these, look, I reckon these are worth a go. The Audio-Technica ANC-700BT349. Good bang for your buck. Check them out. Techguide.com.au.
1: Stephen, I mean, if I didn't have a flight to catch, do you know what I'd no. be suggesting? What's a Kramer. Let's just keep going. Kramer? Let's just keep going. The battery's still working. okay? The battery's with. still fine,
2: mate. Just, we'll just keep going. Okay, cool. Just keep That's going. That's a great Seinfeld episode, actually. It is a good one. I might, uh, I might download it on the phone. The, before the battery runs out, though, we're going to talk about the ASUS ZenBook Flip 14 2-in-1. Two-in-one. 2-in-1's are the go That's now. A shocking name. 2 in and <laughs> there's the go. And uh, I've got to say, really stylish, really light. This is apparently the world's thinnest two-in-one that has a discrete graphic card on board. Hang it's on, got a built-in graphics on, sorry. card. Is the discrete graphic card part, part of that disclaimer? Yes. It's the what world's thinnest t- th- <laughs> The world's thinnest two-in-one to use a discrete graphics card as well. So <laughs> I thought that, that that's a nice claim to fame. But look, oh. all that aside, it's... a well, it's, I'm also the world's thinnest... <laughs>
1: um,
2: Employee of EFTM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know, what? you hear what I'm <laughs> okay, saying? yeah, I understand. Well, I can, understand. There's a, qualify. There's a qualifier. Yeah. There's a qualifier there. I understand, Go on. mate. you saying understand. I'm fat? Th- th- not th- th- at th- all, I'm mate. Not Jesus. at all. I said you're the
1: thinnest. Did you want to say the thinnest? No, I said that. But anyway, okay.
2: Well, uh, this is a two-in-one of course, so it's got the three sixty degree touchscreen display rotation. You can flip it three sixty degrees. So you can use it like a laptop. It's got the, the secret sauce is the Ergo Lift hinge, which allows you to angle the, the screen in any at any position, but it can also, when it's in the laptop mode, it lifts and tilts the keyboard really nicely. So it puts it in that ideal position. Uh, and it is pretty light too. it's only 1.4 kilos just 13.9 millimeters thick with that discrete graphic card, card as well. don't forget that. <laughs> and uh, but it's saying here right that it's got it, it, they, they claim that you know they're giving themselves a pat on the back by saying, look we fit we fit a 14 inch display into a computer that normally would have a 13 inch display. And I've said look it is good they've got a respectable 80% body to screen ratio, but there's room for more. Look at the size of the forehead and the chin on this screen. you can go bigger. So there's, there's oh, room, you can make the thing smaller. Room for improvement. Absolutely. There's there's a way to improve it as well. And, of course, being the two-in-one is, is compatible. You've got to go in tent mode, laptop mode, tablet mode, two colors, icicle gold, slate gray, under the hood, of course, plenty of power. You've got i7 processors, 16 gig of RAM, 512 gig SSD drive with the NVIDIA GeForce MX150 discrete graphics card. Don't forget that. And uh, a, a really versatile little product. Got really good connectivity too. Got micro SD card slot, USB 3.1, USB-C, and HDMI. Uh, and it all starts at 1388 bucks. That's the ASUS ZenBook Flip 14. Check it out, techguide.com.au.
0: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and
1: Stephen Fennec. Well, Stephen, the two blokes don't fly together, so we won't, That's I won't right. see you until I get to San
2: Jose. No. We'll... Uh... Do, I was going to say, do you know the way to San Jose? Yeah, Virgin Australia <laughs> via LA. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I, I don't know why I'm travelling. I haven't got, got my flight shift. details yet. Am I still going? Or? I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't want to suggest that you should be worried, but no, I'll be ready to do the podcast on my
2: own. Okay. Yeah, be one bloke. This week tech. it's one bloke talking <laughs> tech, and it'll be
1: great. We do it thanks to good people at Netgear and Unid. thanks for listening. Leave a rating and a review, or uh, just uh, get in touch on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennick. we love hearing from you about your thoughts on the world of tech. We'll be back next week from Dub Dub DC in San Jose.